As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hello and welcome to season 2 of Dreamers and Unicorns or HT Smartcast Original. Now this is a show about leadership, talent, culture, skills and everything that shapes our world of work. In each episode, you will meet a dreamer or a unicorn. So who is a dreamer? Of course you know that one. I know you will say that anyone with an unfulfilled dream is a dreamer. But who is a unicorn? Well, you know, think about it like this. A unicorn is the next big thing. Everyone talks about them. You know, they attract admirers and leave us wondering, how do they do it all? They take the road less traveled and that becomes a source of inspiration to everybody else. In this podcast, I want to acknowledge and thank our knowledge partners, the Society for Human Resources Management, which is the voice of everything which is important in the world of work. Our other knowledge partner is TAGD, that is T-A-G-G-D, a digital-ready platform that makes talent acquisition on demand a reality. And me, I am Abhijit Bhadri. I work with organizations and leaders on their leadership, talent, and culture. This is just the subject of a book that I've recently written, which is called Dreamers and Unicorns. I also coach individuals who are navigating shifts in their careers. How would I describe today's guest? Let me just say that uh, he has a silver shock of hair on his head and he's the CEO of the Professional Volleyball League, a cricket analyst for CrickBuzz, the project director for FIFA Under-17 World Cup. But if I told you that he was the team director of Kolkata Knight Riders, then there is only one person who fits this description. That is Joy Bhattacharji, one of the best-loved voices in sports you will discover that there is much more to be joyful about than sports because he's a student forever and he's a friend I've always deeply, deeply admired. Joy, what is this whole obsession with sports that you have? That's what I want to talk to you about and welcome to the show of Dreamers and Unicorns. It's lovely to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Lovely to be back. I've I've been part of, you know, met you in so many other professional places and it's just wonderful to be here talking about stuff that's really important to both of us. So, you know, what all have you done? I know that you've been, um, you know, working with uh, set up in cricket, you've done volleyball, you've sort of looked at football. How do you pick a sport that you want to uh, take to the masses? What is your formula? What do you do? Tell me about that. I think it starts off from uh, less about the sport that I do as to how I was involved with the sport. So I started off 
in ing when it was the first when it owned indian cricket hockey indian football uh working on the production side of things that means actually making programs uh making sure live cricket happens later on at espn star sports creating telecasts creating quiz shows game shows but also a lot of live sports so i saw it from the broadcast point of view and then from there i went on to the kolkata night riders which is a very different kind of view which is a very intimate view where you are part of a team and what you're trying to do is manage the internal dynamics of a team see that you help the coach and captain in making the successful franchise trying to make the best picture in the auction so that's a very very different role and then from there on i was the project director of fifa fifa under 17 world cup and the interesting thing there was that fifa is like it's it's probably the world's oldest sporting entity the fifa and the olympics they know best how to do events so seeing how an international body tries to do an event and working with them in making a world cup was a huge huge learning so that was organizing international tournaments and then from just being a part of one team to running a league which is a pro volleyball league starting as a scratch getting people to bid on teams getting the teams in so all these are very different journeys and the last one of course being in part of cricket buzz is almost back to my broadcast days where instead of being behind the camera and in front of the camera but uh, very very different role so other than just changing sports which is gone from cricket to volleyball but in my espn days i did a lot of hockey as well did a lot of football there as well it's also been a change of how i've had to interact or work with the sport and uh, it's been a fun journey it's been a really fun journey so when you start to work with uh, any one particular sport uh, what changes with you how does it change life for you look when i sort of got into say uh, cricket or kkr you have to get into it you have to just love it and be a part of it you see you can't sport is one of those things that you can't attack or work with if you don't have passion so when i worked with cricket i just lived eat ate and breathed cricket you know it was just a part of me and kkr was so much a part of me i knew every player every situation every team and so cricket is easy because i know a lot of cricket anyway anyone who's grown up in india in the 80s and 90s and read and watched is a cricket buff as well uh from there to football as i said when you reach football and you start a new game again football i know at the world cup level at the international level and maybe at the kolkata league level because you know anyone from calcutta is you know a part of eastwing or mohan bagan or mohammed and you know it's so inextricably a part of our culture but understanding what football was at the top level what made it take you know how to make football big in india those are fascinating fascinating parts of it and then volleyball again you know how big it was internationally how what kind of a culture it was so you have to it's like you know the way i say it it's it's like doing a film that when you get into that film you must be in love with the if you're with the leading lady because if you're not you're not going to do justice so you know just have to immerse yourself in whatever it is that at that point in time you're doing Joy was the head of programming for the History Channel and National Geographic for South Asia, the ESPN Star Sports' first Indian head of production. So, in some senses, what he did in the early stages of his career, in his uh, shall we say the dreamer phase of his career, has actually prepared him for a career in sports. Which means, what you do in your dreamer phase is actually something that shapes the way you behave as a unicorn. It shapes the choices that you have as a unicorn. Are these things that uh, turn a game like uh, you know cricket? Of course, India is already fairly big in that. 
football not so much and if you look at volleyball pretty much uh, you know it's not a very mainstream sport in india to take something like volleyball which i would say it's in pretty much like a dreamer uh, game right now it's played by a few people but it has huge potential why is it that some games become unicorns you know they grow up catch the imagination what happened in cricket which has yet to happen say in football or uh, you know hockey or for that matter uh, volleyball now what would be your analysis of that okay uh, so the first part of it is success success plays a huge part of it i mean if we had not won the 1983 world cup things would have been very different because cricket and football in the 70s you know even if you watch a normal polycathin golmal you know guys are going to watch hockey also in the field they're going to watch govinda and philips play as well and they're going to watch cricket so it's pretty much an even keel out there at 83 with the success of 83 things changed and i think one of the things that happened was it, it's not just that 83 changed cricket is well run and well administered in this country for all the personal fighting for all the ego clashes and there are lots of them basically they've never allowed that to impact the game and therefore if you see cricket in india every player you talk to there's an under 12 system an under 14 system an under 16 system an under 18 system the cricket net to catch good talent is so big and so so basically so strong now that it's created a system which is a monster i mean just turn that look at this current ipl the kind of players you're getting out there is unbelievable so that's what one of the things but there are a couple of other things like i'll talk to you about hockey and why i want to talk about hockey is because you're talking about what makes a unicorn so a lot of people said let's make indian hockey really big mhm and here's the problem hockey as a sport first and foremost any sport today for it to work it must be a watchable event on a screen so by a screen i don't mean a television set necessarily it may be a tablet it may be a mobile but it must be watchable on a screen now why do i say that i say that because if you don't watch the revenue skew is hugely towards the product you put on air whether it's sponsorship whether it's advertising so people coming to stadiums play a very small part in revenue even in cricket so you know people are talking about ipl teams not getting money ipl teams make about 25 times the money out of broadcasting and sponsorship than they make out of gate revenue that's the fact of the matter wow so that's the skew so what does that mean that means basically that if a game has to succeed it must look good on the screen now the problem with hockey is small ball mm-hmm. lot of action here there everywhere and you can't follow the ball so hockey is great to watch in a stadium it's not a great tv game and that's why you will see hockey is not number 1 anywhere in the world but but how do you then explain something like ice hockey which is a very very fast game and it's a similar ice hockey it has a lot of people watching it on uh, the small screen so ice hockey if you watch ice hockey ice hockey is played in a much smaller rink the puck is actually much larger than the puck that you have okay mm-hmm. and the actual ground there are only six players out there so in fact hockey is now trying to do a new avatar which is a 5 and 5 hockey or do something that works because ice hockey works because the puck is also bigger see table tennis another game great game to play very difficult to watch on tv why mm. the ball is small the action is so fast that you can't really enjoy it whereas take the same game tennis which is slightly larger ball in a court which you can see and suddenly tennis is a very watchable sport 
so if you are not a watchable television sport life is difficult and when i mean television i mean a watchable screen sport so similarly volleyball has what basketball has the attributes which are important big ball mm-hmm. everyone can see the ball the action is apparent and there's a lot of athleticism you know guys are jumping 3 and a half 4 feet to smash somebody trying to block it there are action points happening every second so volleyball in that sense is a good sport to make good on television so those are the kind of things that so when you try and make a unicorn i would venture that making a unicorn out of say a basketball or a volleyball is easier or a tennis is easier than trying to make it out of say a hockey because the basic thing is that if people don't like watching it in the screen so you would say why why not cricket cricket has a very small ball big field yeah 90% of cricket you watch is replays the mm. hot action in cricket is very short it's only 10 12 seconds the guy is running in his bowling secondly the hot action you always catch because the cameras are focused out there down the pitch so you always see the hot action in cricket okay once the ball is hit okay then the cameras move around a bit to try and catch in the field but once they catch in the field we spend every ball we look at at least two or three replays of the ball okay that's why you can't get that many replays in a hockey or a football because the action is continuous the action in cricket is discrete so cricket is a game of replays you know replay after replay after replay after replay that's why every move in cricket you can see five times and that's what gives cricket its advantage so you're basically saying that the game has to be such that it can be it is adaptable to the small screen uh, the mobile screen and the action should keep uh, the viewer engaged and would it therefore be fair to say that um, we were just lucky that we were good in cricket which happens to be a game which is very amenable to the mobile screen and therefore you know it just took off and therefore you know we got a lot of sponsorship absolutely so is it then is it fair to say that um, apart from two or three sports uh, it would be hard for people to survive as a professional player in you know in any any sport which the individual may be passionate about so i may be more passionate about hockey than something but then i there will never be revenues in hockey is that how it will turn out to be i think i think revenues in hockey overall i think are never going to be high thanks to it. see there are games every game must have a passion or this thing or it must have a set of people who are so crazy about the small set but they are so crazy about it that they'll keep following so there are lots of examples of that golf is a great example golf is not the number one sport in any country but it has a very rich clientele right to the top who are financially well off and who are fanatic about golf another great example there's a thing called the ironman triathlon yes the ironman triathlon is crazy you have to swim some 20 kilometers run a certain amount it is unbelievably tough cycle swim run now it's also over some 18 20 hours now would you be able to put it on television and watch it no you wouldn't but worldwide okay you put it on say a platform like a facebook worldwide there may be only 50000 people watching the ironman triathlon but those 50000 people would cheerfully pay 100 dollars to watch it so then you either satisfy a niche very very well or you have a sport that advertising and because of its mass appeal advertising and numbers really work for you it has to work this way or that if you're caught in the middle 
which is like hockey what hockey situation is because that's the problem hockey is not if you say it's a passion it's not a passion in any one country hockey is not a number one sport you see the countries that played well britain the netherlands belgium germany australia argentina none of them they're number one india for that matter pakistan i mean we'd like to say hockey is a national sport but the fact of the matter is hockey versus cricket in india and pakistan is a no brainer today when you take sports there is also this question of generalist versus specialist think about your career choice what is better to pursue should you be a generalist or a specialist either you take up a mass sport like cricket which is a combination of discrete action athleticism and therefore makes it suitable for mobile viewing and can scale up that brings in money through advertising or else you choose a niche audience that is rich for example golf or ironman so my question really would be even though hockey is our national game will it ever become a unicorn if you apply the same yardstick but then i have a different question for you to think about if a kid took up skiing wrestling handball football tennis and then swimming what do you think happened to the kid when he grew up the kid in question i'm talking about is roger federer who attributed a lot of his success to the wide range of sports that he played while he was growing up career paths are rarely straight and a broad exposure often prepares a person to wear multiple lenses and if you want to know more about this well i would certainly recommend you read the book range by david epstein a terrific book to understand what should you pursue be a generalist or a specialist in today's world you know the other thing that when you mentioned this that struck me was you talked about the fact that cricket has got this thing at every level there is a talent filtering and so any game so in the corporate equivalent you would say um, cricket gets its you know management trainees or uh, apprentices and then they become you know first time managers then they become senior directors etc etc and you know therefore you have the c suite which is people like uh, the players who are there in ipl etc is it that the talent strategy of the game has to be changed or would you rather change the format of the game which means if i were to you know say that we create both a talent filtering system or something in um, you know which makes people become passionate about the way this new format is being played so like test cricket changed to ipl is that the um, way to pivot the game what would you say so look if you say football say for example okay football the big thing is that you know we try and play 11 11 players when we were when i was a part of the under 17 world cup we did something called mission 11 million it was to make sure 11 million kids kick football why because we believe that cricket football is a perfect game for a resource poor country like india all you need is one ball and four chappals basically two pairs of chappals and you can play a game and that's literally that it requires the least resources and it is perfect for the kind of population that we are the question is then we have to teach them how do you play 5 and 5 football and what you have to do is the problem is that any sport sport is finally not like studies it will always give you a good career so it has to be a combination of a push that okay more coaching more games to play more people to select people at the lower level and a pull so a great example of a pull is that you know after 1948 tiao was the northeasterner he was a captain nationals he was the captain of the indian football team in the 1948 olympics after that you know you've had one renendi singh or somebody only when baichum bhutia became a hero from sikkim mm-hmm. did the northeast tap open up 
Today, 70% of our team is from the Northeast. 70%, 80 to 85% of the junior team is from the Northeast. Because with the push that, okay, we need coaching, we need people, you also need the pull. That that one Baichung broke that barrier and created this entire wave of talent that came in from the Northeast. And that's something that you need. So while you need under 14 and under 16 and under 18 tournaments, you need a couple that to go and win a World Cup for kids to say, I want to be a couple there. So if you don't have that as well, you need the push, you need the training system, you need everything, but you also need the pull. You need that one star of person, this guy saying, I want to be like that person. Which probably also explains something like, uh, you know, the impact that Mary Com has had on, say, boxing, women's boxing. But why has that not scaled up? You know, she is, of course, celebrated. Uh, she has won the success. Then why has boxing not become uh, just as powerful? Is that a social barrier that boxing has to break? Yeah. And uh, would Northeast be our hope for the future in terms of sports? Northeast is already a future in terms of sports. In, terms of the in every sport. I mean, should we then say that, you know, Northeast is going to be the place where the sports ministry must focus and just grow all our players from there. Is that something one should do? Look, you can't, you can't grow all our players. We have a lot of other places which are fantastic. There is a tribal belt in Odisha, in Jharkhand, which has some fantastic athletes. There are players coming in from Telangana. There are players coming in from the south. You know, Kerala, volleyball, basketball, some amazing players. Up north, Punjab, physically very strong. So we need from all. But here's something that I'm saying. The problem with boxing is that it's a sport which is... Uh, has social taboos associated with it and it's not easy to get into. Okay? Mm. And therefore, boxing is difficult to develop. Let me take you on a different example. PV Sindhu. Okay? And here is something I'm telling you that's, that's not anecdotal. So, if you look at the number of badminton academies and stadiums that have opened in the last five years, I can tell you in the NCR, there are 350 to 400 establishments where you can pay and play badminton. That means you go there, you pay money for an hour, two hours, you pay there and play. And the number of academies that have started off seeing this one player. It's, it is definitely not just her. Sindhu Saina started it off. Saina started off, Sindhu continued it. But say badminton, where there is no such social taboo and it's an individual sport, see the difference that a couple of successes, a silver medal, a bronze medal has made. It has changed the sport. Because People see it, every mother is seeing a Sindhu or a Saina in their daughter. And that's important. So it does work. It's just that the sport also needs to be amenable to it. And then if you have boxing, say, badminton is a better run federation. You have people like Gopichand and Prakash and Bimal Kumar who are giving back to the game. Unfortunately, 90% of the sports federations in India are corrupt and incompetent. So that is itself a huge problem. And, uh, you know, when you look at uh, your own passion for uh, sport, you know, you, you've kind of really looked at sport in multiple dimensions. You know, you've written about it, you've spoken about it, you've organized it. And, you know, wh which of these would you say is the most difficult uh, aspect for somebody to learn and which has taken you the most amount of time? I think all of them are, it all depends. I mean, difficult to learn. To master, I think none of them I could master because mastering anything requires a lifetime of ability. But the thing which was the journey that was for me the most tumultuous was the KKL journey. Because you see, watching something from 
a broadcast booth or even as a fan feeling bad about victory or defeat was easy you know you have a certain amount of distance here when you walk in there and i was fortunate people would say i was unfortunate but i was actually fortunate that we started hellishly we had terrible season the second season that ipl we went to south africa there was controversy about some fake ipl player we lost nine matches in a row the entire coaching staff got sacked few months times and to be able to i think as i said the bravest thing that i've ever done in my life is after and there's a hotel in johannesburg where you know all the teams used to stay okay? right right and and the bravest thing i've done is after our seventh defeat to go down to eat dinner out there and to watch the other team eyes in the other teams and they were not that they were ever insulting and all because teams know that you know it could be them tomorrow you know what sure. can happen but there was pity in their eyes you know there was pity saying that you know these guys just cannot get their act together so going there having that experience and from there understanding that what is it that actually makes a team and it took us a hell of a journey there to say that okay we are the worst team in the ipl what is it that we can do to make a successful franchise that journey that was going through fire in one way and that changed just not not the team but changed all of us as people who were part of that journey it just changed us and you know what uh, what was your role in making that turn around if you had to there sort of go back and um help somebody understand that when you face defeat in a massive way series not just one or two i mean you had a sort of spate of that how do you bring morale back into a team when you go through that because and the reason why i'm asking is you know joy there are so many businesses which are which have experienced seven months of failure you know in a series uh, and and you know they're going through this kind of a, a very bad phase what can they do what can they learn and what would you advise them if you were you know telling them what to do there are people who have experienced seven months of not finding a job you know so when you have that what is it that you should be doing for yourself and for others if you see there's somebody around you so there are two parts one is that if you end the season and you have a chance to start a new that's a different thing but if you're in the middle of a season and you're going through the horrific run what we always try to do which is focus very short term so we immediately said tomorrow we have training at 8 o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock in the afternoon and then we're going to meet in the evening and this is what we could do and that's it create routine structures which are very short term very basic keep people focused on what immediately small term needs to be done the one one two two small small things because every time you look at the big picture it will just freak you out so you need to make the game as small as possible as basic as possible when you go on to the field the next time you say first five overs whatever is going to happen baki dekha jayega next five overs so actually we went through this in 2014 the year we won our last championship and last my last year at kkr we were two and five we had one two lost five and the last two losses have been humiliating losses we got smashed by csk and then in a match against the rajasthan royals we chasing 150 we are 128 for no loss no loss and uh pravin tambe comes and takes six wickets in seven balls and we lose the match okay? and the dressing room is like stunned because finally we thought that's a match we can win and we are now 2 and 5 two days later there's a match in delhi and all the coaching staff i remember trevor myself just sat and said okay guys 48 hours we have to keep the guys as busy as possible and as they cannot brood on this game 
So we said, okay, fine. Today's this thing evening. You got to do something. You're doing a sort of quiz, some sort of event is there. Next day we are flying in the morning. Next day evening we are requested somebody please throw a sort of small party for the team. They we did two things. We held our shapes as a team. We didn't suddenly say no recrimination in the dressing room, nothing. We held our shape because we said we are not so bad. This team is not so bad. And we just said that if we just keep these guys mentally okay till the next match against Delhi, we'll beat them. And that's exactly what happened. We went there, we beat Delhi. You're still three and five, okay? You still your chances are up. After we won that match and that psychological hug was over, we looked at one match at a time. Next match, Kings Eleven. Okay, this match, this day, we'll see. Uske baad jo hoga so hoga. Oh, one match, one match, one match. We won nine matches in the row and we won the IPL. Then we won another five and reached the Champions League final. But that's what it was. We broke. Whenever you are in real trouble, break your problem down to very, very small doable bits, and don't even think beyond those next five overs, those next two balls, those next one day. So if you are saying today I don't have a job, today I am going to send these three job applications between ten o'clock and one o'clock. These two guys I'm going to call up. Uske baad joga. I have no idea. And I think that's 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 what worked for us. And uh, I don't know. It 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 worked on a personal basis also. That theory of trying to break it down has worked for me. If there is one thing that sports really teaches us, it is how do you handle failure and success. Well, you know what? Success is very often much tougher to handle than failure. So reflect and take stock after any event. And the second thing that I like what Joy talks about is when you experience failures, shorten the time horizon, make it much shorter, and don't brood. I really love the story of KKR that Joy shared. So I'm going to uh, you know now move on to talk about you as a person. You know what kind of stuff do you do when you're not thinking sports? What is uh, the other side of joy uh, we all know joy as the sports person you know what else are you passionate about so if you're a quizzer you're passionate about a whole lot of things so i quiz a lot so i read a lot about history i read a lot about science i read a lot of fiction so basically as i said i live i live in what i say is a dream world for the modern for any bengali born in the 60s 70s or 80s i live in a dream world because The fact of the matter is, compared to our income, uh, our ability to buy any book we want to, okay, watch any film we want to, because thanks to Netflix and Amazon, and listen to any music we want to, is like ridiculously cheap. So if you go back to yourself, your own self in the eighties, and you say, you know what, I can buy any book I want to any day, and I don't even need to bother about it. I can listen to any music I want to. It's, it is, it's like being so. Those things, it's like being in a cornucopia. You know, you have everything you want. So, so that's why I say we live in a dream age, and sometimes we don't sit back and realize how amazingly lucky. I remember being in a building in Greenview, you know, saying one new book has come, and I'm the seventh person to borrow it because I'm in seventh in line to borrow it because by the time it comes to me, it has to go through five other people, and and everyone has limited books today. Those are not issues at all, and. Uh, i just cannot sometimes i believe that we look at all the problems that surround us we cannot believe at the abundance that is there around us which we just choose to i mean today i want to read my father was in the 65 war i read a lot about the history of that period 
today the kind of resources that are available on the net for that are unimaginable so yeah it's, it's a, we live in a golden age and we just don't know it it's so amazing yeah i totally agree that you know the number of things that you can do the affordability of uh, things that earlier were a very significant chunk of your, you know even your pocket money i mean forget your earning situation your in your pocket money days it was disproportionately high um what is it that you look forward to you know if you were to think of um, something that you would do in the next 2 years i'm not going to ask you know a very long time frame i don't believe in that but uh, what would be that um, you know sport that you would take up perhaps or uh, you know something else completely not related to sport what would that be see professionally one of the things that i do want to do is that i want to do a film i know that you have done you've been a part of a film i know but to i want to do a film about my parents and their relationship you know my father had a very very special relationship with my mother she was had alzheimer's and the way she looked after him was amazing so i want to look at something i think there are stories to be told both there and in sport which are definitely like to explore in the next few years i have personal goals as well i want to be able to i want to sort of get into reading bengali properly after a long time and you know my bengali reading is halting because i haven't practiced for 35 40 years and i never learned it because i was in a you know i moved from army station to army station so by the time i got to kolkata there was i never learned reading bengali as it was so i read very haltingly i want to learn it and i want to go back and i mean that's it like last year was this year was yoga year for me learning yoga so next year is going to be bengali and uh, and trying to do this trying to do something in sport in uh, which is sport fiction which is which interests me so oh, that's interesting sports fiction so we'll see more writers uh, you know getting inspired by you joy and uh, more part of that i hope you are going to you know do that kind of new genre of writing yeah no but i want to i, I want to ask you something i mean where did i mean you were a you know xlri graduate proper this thing all these uh, blue money blue chip jobs when did you find the time to write a book and what made you write that book um i think when i first wrote it was uh, you know 2005 when i wrote the first two works of fiction uh, mediocre but arrogant married but available those uh, actually came in from um, building on my own experiences of going to xlri uh, you know being in a b school and then also looking at you know first 10 years of work i think are the most significant uh, a lot happens in the first 10 years of work so the story was uh, you know so i didn't want to write a work of, which was non fiction that here are 10 things that i learned about you know being in your first job so if you tell it like a story then i think it just has a wider audience so that's what was there then i switched to writing non fiction because there was so much that i was learning about the world which was there but i definitely have a goal to finish after this uh, dreamers and unicorns is done and dusted then i want to go back and write my third uh, book of uh, fiction so that's still very much on the cards and when do you find the time to write or when did you find the time to write when you were working full time in i think when you work full time there is a lot more opportunity to write because you know you are traveling so then airports are a terrific place for me to write uh, the flight timing nobody disturbs you there are no phone calls uh, and then you can write there and then you know you don't have to do everything on the same day you know if you do a little bit of writing today a little bit of drawing tomorrow something you do in the morning something you do in the evening i think there are plenty of opportunities and 
I think writing or drawing has more to do with observing rather than writing or drawing. So that you can sharpen all the time, any which way, you know. So and then when you talk to interesting people like yourself, then you know you get many more ideas. I think you know I can sort of see a story brewing in my head about uh, you know how do you change the format of that game to make it happen, and then maybe there is something that I'll write about that. But thank you ever so much for being here and part of this uh, show. Joy's view of living in a golden age. you know an age of abundance really struck a chord with me but more than that i loved how he stays curious and remains a dreamer he now wants to learn a language make a film read more about science and history much like what a dreamer does so in short always keep your dreams alive joy if they want to find you where can they email you or find you on social media twitter at, at joy bhatacharj because my name is too long for the ya to come at the end so it's j o y b h a t c a t h a r j i think that's the best place to come so don't forget to tune in every wednesday dreamers and unicorns 2.0 has been produced by hd smartcast to give it a listen log on to hdsmartcast.com or ha are suniye zara naye nazariye se kya phir milte hain jaldi This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.